Good morning, everyone. We're continuing our series in Ephesians, and we're also going to do something this morning which perfectly fits in with the launch of our Freedom in Christ course. Exactly ties in with the place that we're up to in Ephesians. And my title is a new identity card, and you'll see exactly why that is in just a moment. Um, First of all, I'm just going to tell a story, and I alluded to this a couple of weeks ago, but this is the, I'll tell you the full story. A pair of researchers at Stanford University in California called Freedom and Fraser did a study which was quite shocking, but actually fits in well with what we know of the way God has made humans. And this was the study. The first phase was they went round to a group of people in California and asked them to put a very ugly sign, a huge sign on their lawn, saying, drive carefully. It wasn't actually this sign, but it was something like that. It just wasn't the kind of thing you'd want to put up. <clears throat> and unsurprisingly, very few people agreed to have this sign. <clears throat> but then they did something diff- uh, surprising with a different group of people. They, they uh, went round and knocked on their doors and said to them, um, uh, please would you sign a petition to keep California beautiful? You know, I mean, that's no, a no-brainer. Um, it's like saying keep babies safe, you know, and who would disagree with that? And uh, they signed their name, and then two weeks later, a totally different person who they didn't realize was connected with the first thing, came and asked them to display that big, ugly sign. And this time, 50% of them agreed. 50% of them agreed. So they weren't the people who were asked last time. They were a different group of people. So this is a completely different study. 50%. Why was that? This really puzzled the researchers Why was it? And the conclusion they came to, which I think fits in very well with what we know from the Bible about why God has made us, is that we act out of our identity. We live out of our self-identity. And even the act of getting somebody to sign a signature, keep California beautiful, that act had actually cemented something in their identity. Um, because it, the result was massive. The result was huge. And uh, signing this card had subtly changed the person's view of themselves. But God's already told us this. God has already told us that our identity, who we believe we are, is so important. It's a very common theme in the Bible. And this morning, I have an identity card for each of you. And my two assistants are going to hand them out right now. So you're going to get this card, and uh, I'm just going to put the card up on the screen and as, as they're handing it out. And um, at the end of it, if you agree with it, you get to sign this card. And uh, so you're handing them out around that side. Yep. You get to sign this card. And uh, I promise you that if you understand what it's saying and you sign the card, it's going to have an effect on you. So, this is what it says. I, 
and you put your name in, I'm deeply loved by my Father God. He has recreated me as a new person who is like Jesus Christ, alive to the spiritual world with power, destined for victory and immeasurable riches, part of a new family. I choose to live out of this new identity. So don't sign it yet. Wait till the end. Then you know what you're getting into. So on the back of your card, you've got uh, as, as much as I could get on from the passage in Ephesians that we're going to be looking at today. And uh, uh, I've put squeeze as much as I can on to support what I'm saying. Um, some people might feel that this is too strong. What I've written here is just too much. But actually, I believe it's not. It's exactly what the scriptures are saying. So what we're going to do today, very simply, is I'm going to go through the supporting evidence for this, this identity card. And then if you agree with me, then you will sign it. And we'll all consign together at the end. So let's have a look at Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to read some of this then. So, let's start in verse 1. And to start off, it's saying who you were. This is previous to the identity. Although you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live, following the ways of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. All of us used to live among them in the cravings of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. So that is what we were before. Now we come to the first point on your card, which is, I am deeply loved. And here's what the scripture says. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. And I'm actually going to look down also in at, at um, verse um, 5 and verse 7. <clears throat> Even when we were dead in our transgressions made us alive. And then verse 7. So that in the coming ages he might demonstrate the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us. In Christ Jesus. So it says that we were completely dead in verse 5. So this is a free gift, a completely free gift. And in verse 7, he's piling up words. He's just immeasurable gifts, grace, kindness. He's piling these up, almost running out of them as he tries to describe the gift. And the essence of this love is its freeness, its fullness. It's pure grace. And so, in other words, it doesn't require any merit on our part. It's a gift. And so, this is the first statement then on your card. This is the first part that I am deeply loved. I'm deeply loved. And so, <clears throat> this is my supporting evidence for that. Then I'm going to move on to number two. And number two is in here in verse five. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive. And uh, I'm going to 
stop at that point in the verse because the rest of it belongs to the next verse. But this here, made us alive, is an event which has happened to us. And it's something now, it's not that we were um, physically dead, but spiritually we're dead and we are made something new, made alive in this new way, which we'll talk about in just a moment. Um, what it means is we've become something that we weren't before. There's something which we, which we are now, um, and there's a new creation which we are in. And we're going to discuss a bit more of that in point three. But that's the essence of what we have. Recreated me as a new person. And this is very important because... This is to do with your identity. Do I think of myself as a new person? Do I conceive of myself? I am something different. I'm something new. I have this new part of me that's, that's essentially the new me that will live for eternity. That's the new creation. This is the, the, the part of the identity that we need to think of and live out of. So then we move on to three. And I've split this verse into two because I think it's two, two very powerful points. So the second point then is uh, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you are saved. So let me ask you, if we're a new creation that's together with Christ, that's like Jesus Christ, in what way are you and I like Jesus Christ if we're Christians? I'm going to just throw that open. Okay, character of Christ. Yeah. Yeah, we're not God. We're not divine. Yep, that's a very fundamental one. Anything else? How about we're not omnipotent? All right, how about we, we are not existing everywhere? There's an aspect of the divine that we don't have, but nevertheless... There are aspects that we do have, and they've been pointed out that we, we live forever. But also, what else is there about Jesus that we have in his character? John mentioned his character, but any specific things about his character that characterize the new person? Compassionate as he is, yes, that's right. And let's just broaden that out and say that heart of love that Jesus had is something that is put in us. And so... Uh, we can, I'm just going to jump ahead to verse 10. Uh, verse 10 says the same sort of thing. We are his workmanship, having been created in Christ Jesus for good works that God prepared beforehand so that we may walk in them. So we've become something that we were not before. Um, so the, the, what's interesting is um, the Mormons teach we become God. We actually, humans become God, and this is not what the scriptures here teach at all. But there is something that goes far beyond the first creation in Adam. There's something new here. So in, we don't have time to look at it, but in 1 Corinthians, Paul says, the first man was made of dust. And Adam was made of dust. He said the new man, Jesus Christ, is when he was raised, he was raised by the spirit and he's made of the stuff of spirit. Well, this is very interesting because this is, is a new kind of material that it's made of just as God made the first human by, by forming dust together and then breathing life into them. The new human is actually made 
The stuff that we're made of is the spirit of God. Our existence is born of the spirit. So this is really interesting. But when you think of something like DNA, we all act out of our DNA in many ways. You know, if you've got, you, you know, if you've got tall parents, you'll tend to be tall and so on because of your DNA. Um, uh, so our DNA controls a lot of what we are. But what what it says in in First John is uh, really beautiful. It says that if you're born of God, you will love, because love, because God is love. So if you're carrying the DNA of God in you as a new creation, you will love because you actually have the DNA of Jesus in you. And so even though we don't become God, we don't, like the Mormons teach, we don't become divine, nevertheless, we're carrying some God DNA in us, uh, which is quite extraordinary. Um, So uh, what does this actually mean in practice? Well, let's take an example. Jesus said, love your enemies. Now, it's not easy to love your enemies. I don't know if you ever tried that. It can be, you know, you're really mad at somebody who's treated you badly. To love them is really tough. Now, you've got a choice. You could either try and love them out of your old creation, which is like work up enough strength to love them, and, you know, it won't work. Or you can say, I've got the DNA of Jesus in me. I'm going to choose to live out of my new identity and allow... the the DNA of Jesus, that love to flow. And it will, because he says that you have that in you. So what I'm going to say then is that this statement here, that this, this number three that I've given you on your cards here, that says, I'm like Jesus Christ, this is a choice that you can live out of on your identity, in your identity. You can choose in any situation where there's a choice to live like the old and a choice to live like the new. You can choose to live like the new. And the, the power to do that is in you if you are in Christ Jesus. And so um, this, is, this is crucially important because if you don't know that you can do that, then you'll fail all the time. But if you're aware that you can do that, then you have the you are, you are able to do. You are able to live like that. So, so let's um, let's look then to number four. Number four. Uh, number four here says, "Alive to the spiritual world with power." This is very interesting. It says, "And seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus." So let me just ask you, who here is seated in the heavenly realms right now? Janine is, anyone else? Bill is, Anne, yes, Gal, yes. Yeah, okay, quite a few of you are. That's interesting, you're, you're learning, because last time I asked this question in your life, nobody put their hands up. <laughs> so this is great, this is good. So I want to say, uh, but, but hang on, Janine, excuse me, I can see you seated here. So what's going on here? Can you tell me? So the spiritual you is with Jesus. What's here is just your body. Yeah, that's right. You in your identity is with him. So um, now we may not always feel we are in that place. The times we would feel we, were, we most feel we're in that place, would I suggest, would be when we're praying or when we're singing praises to God. Those pre- places we can get in touch with this maybe more easily. 
And particularly when we're praying, because the scriptures talk about coming before the throne of grace. And when you pray, just imagine, just remember that you are actually seated with Christ. That's kind of quite a position of authority, isn't it? But I think it's also, um, and the Freedom in Christ course really deals with this, is a position from which you can confront Satan. If Satan tempts you um, or attacks you in some way, then you have the authority. Hey, I am seated with Christ. Don't mess with me. I have the authority. Um, Get behind me, Satan, as Jesus said. And so recognizing the authority that you have to live in this position is it's subtle, but it's extremely powerful. To just to think of yourself as in that place of extraordinary power. Um, so um, we can also see this in the previous chapter. I'm just going to look at some verses in the previous chapter. Um, let me just see if I, I think I have them down the bottom here. Yeah, there we go. Um, Ephesians 1, 19 and 20. I pray that you may know what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe as displayed in the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. So the prayer is that you may know the greatness of his power towards us. In other words, that we actually understand our status, our new status that we have in this. So as I said, we exercise this power when we pray. We have direct access to the powerhouse of the universe. In the universe, um, This card is very much abbreviated, but this is what the power is. So are you going to live differently this week if you exercise this power that you have? I'm sure you are. Um, you're living in God's presence, and he, his ear is open to your prayer. So I'm going to then, going, going to then uh, suggest to you that this is such an important concept to have as part of your identity. That was then number four, alive in the spiritual world with power. So I'm going to read... Five now, and we're going to read quite a bit more now in five. <clears throat> Destined for riches and immeasurable, sorry, for victory and immeasurable riches. Verse seven. So that in the coming ages he might demonstrate the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you are saved through faith. It is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. Not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, having been created in Christ Jesus for good works, that God prepared beforehand, so we may walk in them. <clears throat> so, um, I'm going to just, um, actually, I'm going to read through to verse 19 on this. Therefore, remember that formerly you, the Gentiles in the flesh, actually, you know, I'm going to leave that all to the next point. Um, So this then is um, destined for victory and immeasurable riches. And I spent 
some time trying to pare this down to fit on the card. And to start with, I had masses, and I gradually pared it down just to this. And when I got to this point where I just got it summed up in those words there, I just felt this thrill go through me. Wow, this is me, destined for victory and immeasurable riches. Is this really what I believe? Is this is true? Wow, this is, this is something to, to fill me with joy as I think of this as part of my identity. And um, the, the verse, verse 7 there talks about the immeasurable riches of his grace. Um, what does that actually look like? I don't know. I don't know what this looks like. Um, we don't know what the details of what the new creation, what heaven is going to look like. But I can tell you that the, the, the idea that we're just going to be sitting around playing harps all the time on clouds with halos, that is not what the Bible teaches. Um, the Bible teaches, I believe, that it's a time of, of, of uh, using our gifts in a way that far surpasses how we've used them on, on earth. I believe our creative abilities will be unleashed in a new way and that we will be, somebody suggested, and they might, might be writing this, that we'll be creating universes. We'll be doing, we'll be, we'll be doing amazing things. I don't know whether that's right or not, but, you know, I, I think that if you wrote music on this earth, then in heaven, the chances are you'll have phenomenal abilities and opportunities to create music. The same with art or whatever, or mathematics or whatever there is. I believe that God's destiny for us is barely scratched in this earth and that we will, we will be able to display what he's put in us in the new creation. And we won't be passive, sitting around not doing anything, but we will be actively displaying the God, God nature that has been put in us. So this is part of what I think this immeasurable riches is going to be. We're not told much, we're given hints, but it will be at least as good as that. <clears throat> so that's uh, number six. Now, the next one I think is really, really important. It's uh, part of a new family. It's not a single verse, but we can see some... Um, Parts of it really in uh, verses 11 through 22. So I'm actually going to remember, actually, I'm going, I think I, I was, uh, I'm going to cover those verses in more detail next week. So I'll, I'll skip back down to verse 19. Um, here we go. So then, you are no longer foreigners and non citizens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Christ Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. <clears throat> so I'm sure uh, you all agree that we can't leave this out of our identity, because if we do, we'll just be a collection of individual Christians. And so... Uh, because of this, your identity card is also a citizenship card. How about that? Like double value. You've got a citizenship card and an identity card all in one. And uh, 
the citizenship says this, members of God's household. Members of God's household. That's who it is. And even now, we are building a community together. And as we eat together is the next part of our meeting, as we do things together, as we gather, as we meet during the week and so on, we are building a community which is actually a dwelling place of God, according to these verses. And uh, I'm going to expand um, next week a lot more on this, but one of the extraordinary points in this section is that it's the diversity of our community that God particularly loves. And um, here, it's the, 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 the uh, particular stress is being on Jews and Gentiles coming together. And as they come together, there's something that happens that make God want to dwell in that place because the, 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 the divisions are broken down and we're all one. So this is not just, though, having a good time together. It's not just having a fun and, and eating together and chatting. This is actually reflecting God to the world. So as God's love comes down on us, we are like mirrors reflecting it out to the world. So that's, that's the, um, the six parts, then, of this identity. And um, there's uh, one more verse I wanted to read, which is Ephesians 5, 8. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to get Bill to come out right now, and you all turn your cards over and look at the other side, and you can read the... Um, the you come up here, Bill, and uh, I'm just going to grab you a, a microphone. And... Uh, we're going, to, um, we're going to read what's on the back of the card. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, made us alive together with Christ and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might demonstrate the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. We are his workmanship, having been created in Christ Jesus for good works. I pray that you may know what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe. Thank you. Thank you. So that is your choice. Are you going to believe those words that are there? Are you going to not just believe them, but are you going to choose to live out of them? Um, So how we do this in practice is, uh, as I said, Ephesians 5.8, what it means is to walk as children of light. It means to live our life. It means to make a decision. I'm going to, I'm going to sign this card and I'm going to live out of these truths that are here. So we're going to read through the card now. And uh, if you agree with everything that's on it, we're going to have a signing now. And so let's read it through together. Let's read it aloud. I'm going to say I, and then you put your own name in. I'm going to say Andrew. I, Andrew 
am deeply loved by my Father God. He has recreated me as a new person who is like Jesus Christ, alive to the spiritual world with power, destined for victory and immeasurable riches, part of a new family. I choose to live out of this new identity. Okay, so if you agree with that, then sign it now. Now, what, what, if, you're not, um, what if you're not a Christian and you've got this card? Well, I want to say this is actually, is, this is actually salvation. It, choosing this to follow Jesus is the same choice as salvation. It's saying, God, I want to give you my life. I want to accept your forgiveness for my sin and this new status that you have given me. And so... <clears throat> Um, this this is almost this, this is almost like a uh, salvation card as well. Well, it is really because it's it's um, it's a commitment to have Jesus give give your life to Jesus and have Him as your savior. So I'm going to pray now that all of us who signed the card will be given the grace. To, and the wisdom to understand what it is that you've signed and the, the grace to actually live out of this in this coming week. So let's pray together, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this extraordinary identity that you've called us into. Lord, we confess that very often we don't live out of it. We live out of our old identity and we make choices as if we've got no power. But thank you, God, that we have access to this extraordinary power and this extraordinary love and this extraordinary future. Thank you, God. Help us to live, to constantly keep this in mind and live out of it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.